All right, what's up, everyone? This is the new episode of Sports Harder. We're ready to rumble in the jungle, ready for this Saturday episode mm-hmm. of Sports Harder. And uh, before we introduce ourselves and before we uh, start the episode, I just want to, even though um, it is a, a day later, I just want to start with uh, just a quick moment of silence just to uh, remember all those with uh, September uh, 11th. All right, and uh, as always, I am your host for this episode of Sports Harder, Maddie Lukewarm Ice, and my co-host is Chris the Gorilla Binder. How's it going, Chris? Good. What's up, man? Not too much. Uh, I just want to, even though we're, you know, it's the, the next day after celebrating uh, September 11th, just wanted to, to do that. Um, it's hard to believe it's been 19 years. Um I don't know if you want to, you know, just share, you know, something, you know, that's just on your mind about it or, you know, where you were when it happened, just, you know, wherever you want to maybe share about that. Uh, I was, I was sleeping when the first plane hit, get a call from my mom and she just said, Hey, there's a terrorist attack in New York. Somebody hit the world trade center. And I was like, what is the world trade center? Uh, yeah, I was 19 years old, didn't really know much, but went and, uh, turned on the TV right as the second plane hit. So don't really remember too much of of it other than I was like in complete shock that that was happening. Yeah. I mean, I I think, you know, there's moments in, in history where people kind of, it's just ingrained in their mind, um, you know, where they were and what they were doing type of thing. And, you know, no matter how old they get, they'll always remember. Um, I remember I was in high school, I was in class. Um, and when the first plane hit, um, all the teachers uh, just like left class, like the principal called them all to uh, their office and they were all just um they were they all met in the library and i remember all the kids were like walking around like wondering what's going on and all the teachers were watching everything go on in the library and then um only a couple minutes after that they sent us all home and i remember coming home and my parents having it you know all the coverage on on the on the tv and i remember being at home uh just trying to do my homework and then you know the that's when they started to fall. Um, so, I mean, I, I just, it, it, it's just crazy. You know, that's one of the, you know, worst terrorist attacks ever on American soil. Um, and to think about like all the things that have, you know, happened over the years, like, you know, Pearl Harbor and different things like that. But um, I honestly have never, at least in my lifetime seen um, 
the United States come more together than in that moment. You know, every everyone came together and it was very unified. And it's crazy to think 19 years later how divided we are now when we came together so close with, you know, something terrible like that happening. Yeah, for sure. I was actually thinking the same thing when you were saying that. It was like, yeah, we were, it was really unified back then. And now it's so divided by everything. Like everybody's against everybody else for some reason or another. Yeah, exactly. It's, and you would think, you know, 19 years, not too much, you know, should have happened, you know, in 19 years time, but it seems like, uh, there's been a lot, but we want to try to help people who are listening to kind of get away from that stuff and uh, take their minds off of what's going on um, in the world. And uh, hopefully we'll be able to, you know, help you guys do that as you're listening uh, to this new episode. Uh, I, you know, usually we start off with, you know, talking about NBA playoffs and NHL and stuff like that. But I, I want to go right into the NFL, man. I just want to, I want to jump right into things with everything uh, that's going on since we had our first game Thursday night football, the Texans and the chiefs. And I tell you what, the chiefs didn't look like they missed a beat at all. You know, some people say, you know, no preseason games, how is everything going to look? You know, teams are probably going to look sloppy and, you know, have a lot of penalties and stuff like that. There wasn't really many penalties called in the, in the game and Mahomes looked like Mahomes. Um, you know, how, how did you feel about the, the first game of the season? Uh, the Texans defense sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> they, got, they got ran over. And like, <laughs> The only good, the only time they actually got to Mahomes clean, it was a penalty of JJ Watt jumping off sides, but like three seconds before the ball snapped. <laughs> Do they look terrible? Their offense wasn't bad, um, like in the beginning, and then they kind of just faltered out. And then the Chiefs kind of just gave them some padding in the fourth quarter, and they scored two quick touchdowns, but. Yeah, the Texans did not look as good as I thought they would. Yeah, and the Chiefs, you know, looking like they want to, you know, go back to back, which hasn't happened since um, the Patriots. So be interesting to see if they can be the team to, to do it this year. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to root against the Chiefs, though. Same division, you know. Such a Raiders fan. <laughs> it's like you rooting for the Niners. Like, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't happen. Yeah, you are correct. You know, I was definitely cheering for the Chiefs in the Super Bowl just because the other team was the Niners. So that's, <laughs> that's what I. You are right about that. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the 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 game I, I thought um, was interesting. Let's talk about again even though we do want to stay away from the political stuff and the stuff going on, but it, it is part of sports and it is what's going on. So the beginning of the game, the chiefs for the national anthem and for the black national anthem, a, a lot of their players uh, stood and interlocked arms. Um, the chiefs had one player that was kneeling. 
And then the Texans, as a team, decided that they would not come out for either anthem, uh, stating that they would stay in the locker room for both, so that way they're not showing bias towards one or another. Um, they did, however, come out. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson decided to have a moment of unity where they would stand in the middle of the field, both teams' arms interlocked for a moment of silence for unity. And the Chiefs fans were booing like during this time. Um, and so the media is in this big uproar, like Chiefs fans are despicable. It's disgraceful. They were bo- booing during a, a moment of unity. Um, I don't think the media can decide what 15,000 fans are booing for. You know, they could they could have been booing because the Texans didn't come out for the national anthem. They could have been booing because it's the Texans and they, they're the opposing team. Um, how, how did you feel about the fan reaction and about how both teams handled the national anthem? Um, I think the teams handled it. I think they handled it well, staying away from the I'm trying to stay away from the political side of things. I look at it as, you know, that's that's their platform to have a voice. Like, yeah, they're play, they're paid to play a game and that's what people will come out and say, but it's, you know, we don't have that platform as normal citizens. We don't have the celebrity status to have a platform to be able to speak of, of injustice and bring injustice to light. You know, we have a podcast that we have a few listeners for, which we love all of you, but uh, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, but we don't have that platform where we can speak on injustice. They have that platform and people are telling them shut up and play the game. And it's like, you know, they, they have the freedom of speech too. like, yeah, you buy a ticket to go to a game or you watch the game on TV. You make that choice to buy the ticket to go to the game. You make that choice to watch the game on TV because you enjoy the game, but allow them to have that platform as well, because that's the only platform they really have. Yeah, um, I, I definitely agree. Like you said, they have that freedom of speech. They are allowed just as anyone else to be able to to speak their minds on, on what they want to do. Um, I think it's every right for every team to decide how they want to handle it. Like I said, you know, the Chiefs, they were there on the sideline during everything. The Texans decided not to. Um, shortly after the the national anthems were played, um, the Miami Dolphins released a video uh, stating that they and it was like a, a video that was done like poetry where each player read a line of the poem and the, the players basically saying that they are tired of the NFL having empty gestures um, that the black national anthem and the national anthem are dividing more than unifying because saying that, you know, there's a black America and a white America. Um, And so they would stay in the locker room while this was happening in the video. They also called out owners um, saying that they need to show more support by, you know, giving money or supporting with their uh, political influences. Um, One of them, had mentioned, you know, um, the I guess the Dolphins owner is a financial supporter of Donald Trump. And so, you know, they're basically saying, you know, you need to, to go and, um, 
voice our concerns and, and be a platform along with us, basically join in the cause. Um, so I know we talked about this uh, a couple of podcasts ago, but now the Miami Dolphins officially like making a video and saying, um, you know, this is what we want. This is what we're demanding. Um, how do you feel about them basically saying that what the NFL is doing is what the NFL is trying to do is an empty gesture? Um, honestly, like I, I was bowling the night of the game, so I didn't actually see like the national anthems or anything. Um, I've kind of watched videos of it. And when I watched the first video and they're like singing the national anthem and then singing the black national anthem, I was like, what, what the hell's a black national anthem? When did this come about? Like it, it definitely like that shows how divided we actually are that, uh, that another race in our country has to have a separate national anthem. Like that. It's just, that's just not right. And honestly, the dolphins, like they, they shouldn't be going to their boss and telling them you need to speak out for us. It's to your, to your political contacts and everything that that's, it's not really like we can't go to our boss and tell them, Hey, we don't agree with something nationally. So you need to handle your political side of things. Like we go to our boss to say, Hey, something in the company isn't right. So can you go above because I'm coming to you, follow the chain of command and go to the next person in line to see if we can get this fixed, you know, go to your boss for me. That way you're not going above somebody's head, but asking somebody to take a political stance that they may not honestly agree with like that. That's not, it's not something that they should be asking their boss to do. Yeah. And, um, I feel they have the right to ask the owners to help financially. That's understandable. Um, The owners make a lot of money. Um, The only team that I can honestly say that I have seen actually, well, that I've heard as well, um, actually do something that is making a change because a lot of the, the people are saying that the, the players are antsy because, you know, they wanted the discussion to be, heard they wanted the topic to be discussed now for months the topic has been discussed it's out there people are talking about it but now the change has to happen and i think the players are are struggling with trying to figure out how they're going to make the change happen now the baltimore ravens i think is the best team so far that has been trying to push forward to actually make change where they have been trying to do programs and fundraisers and get the owner involved with paying for body cameras for police officers, Um, trying to push new training for police officers where they would restrict certain chokeholds that are done or restrict certain restraints that were allowed before that they're trying to get uh, banned and not uh, used anymore and I feel like the Ravens are taking the right step in trying to make that change for police brutality with those uh, those actions I don't know if you had heard them doing any of that kind of stuff or not yeah I've kind of heard about it um, it's it's good that they're that they're so my best way of putting things like I'm I'm kind of lost my train of thought there for a second but my my <laughs> The, 
the way that I do things at work, like I'm, I'm a supervisor, you know, um, I, I have, I manage people. I'm a people manager. And then I have my boss that I report to who is a people manager. When people come to me with problems, I, I've explained to the people that I manage, don't just come to me with complaints because then all you're doing is complaining. Come to me with the complaint and a couple of different possibilities for solutions. You know, give me ideas for solutions. And that's what I like to see is rather than just complaining about something, come with a solution. And that's what the Ravens are doing. Um, another thing that I've actually read is there are multiple teams that are talking about but have not confirmed that they're going to go back to the way that it was in 2008. So 11 years ago, 12 years ago, when teams didn't come out on the sideline for the national anthem, they stayed in the locker room. They came out after the national anthem. So they would do the national anthem. They do God bless America. They do the, the intro show for the fans. And then they would do the, the player introductions after that and bring the teams out. You know, teams are talking about going back to that because then that takes away, you know, the, the people complaining and saying, well, just shut up and play football. Mm, yeah, that's very true. I was explaining that to, uh, my wife, um, Melanie, the felony the other day, you know, I told her cause she was una unaware that, um, that was the thing I said, yeah, you know, uh, you know, a while ago they had it where they wouldn't even come out for the national anthem. And they only started coming out for the national anthem when they, the NFL started this big push and this big support for, um, the military. Um, and then they would, they would come out and have them be there for the national anthem. Um, in support of that, because usually they would have like, you know, military people on the field, you know, uh, holding the flag or, you know, doing whatever. Um, so that was the NFL's big push to, you know, support the military and have have that um, as their, you know, PR move. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, teams could go back to when they didn't have to and uh, have it where they're not going to be, you know, coming out anymore. Uh, for that. Um, so, I mean, with that, I mean, that was like the big news for everything. I know Sunday's games is probably going to be which teams came out, which teams didn't come out. Are teams, you know, if they are coming out, are they kneeling? If te are teams going to interlock? I mean, that's going to be the big thing that everyone's going to talk about on, on Sunday for each team. Um, but it is a team decision on uh, what they're going to do and how they're going to do that. Um, but uh, something I have to point out is that with the uh, our NFL picks, officially I am in the lead after one game with <laughs> picking the Chiefs and you picking the Texans as uh, as your lock. Yeah, that was that was bad. <laughs> so I mean, you should you should probably just get used to this because I mean, this is how it's going to be for the rest of the season for you. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I can tell you right now, nobody expected Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to go off the way he did. That like, That is true. Um, that's another weapon for the Chiefs, and they don't need more weapons on offense. That's the thing. They're, they're no. so good. 
they don't need anyone else. But now they've added an extra um, way to beat you because the Chiefs were known for, okay, we, we're going to score in two plays. You know, we can score that quickly. Now they're like, okay, we're going to slow it down and run the ball down your throat and chew up some clock and we'll score at the end of it like we always do anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hurts my heart to see the Chiefs that good. (laughs) I wish Patrick Mahomes would have gone to the Bears. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, you know, the Bears might have won the Super Bowl that year. They had the double doink if if he was playing, so... (laughs) They uh, they maybe could have avoided that situation. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Um, but uh, what we'll do, since we had already uh, made our picks, um, I didn't realize we were making our picks that early. I would have I would have saved it for for today um, for us to make our picks. Um, but since since we already uh, got that out of the way. Um, what I thought would be fun and what, what we haven't done yet is um, pick who we like for each division to win the division and um, the wild card teams that will uh, be in. Uh, now, this year, the NFL expanded the playoffs to add um, uh, another wild card team. So there'll be three wild card teams playing um, this year. So some teams that were on the bubble last year that didn't make it. Um, would have made it in with the new playoff uh, setup. Um, yeah. So do you want to st- – oh, go didn't ahead. They, didn't they make it – yeah, with doing that, they actually made it more important to be number one instead of number two on the entire division and, or the conference. Sorry, not division, but be number one in the conference because number one is the only one that gets the bye week, right? Correct, yeah. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure that's how it's set up, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, do you want to start in the AFC or the NFC? Um, let's go NFC because I know you're going to hurt my heart when we get to the AFC West. <laughs> you you are correct. I will. <laughs> um, but we'll we'll start off with the uh, NFC East then. Um, we which has um, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Eagles, and the Washington Football Team. Um. I am going to go with, I think uh, Brian and Boo Boo will be uh, happy with this. So I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys uh, winning the division in, in that one. They they have the, the players and they have the potential to, to do it. Um, I think it's a pretty weak division um, with the other teams. It should be pretty easy. The only competition I think they really have is the Eagles. Um but I don't think the Eagles will be able to uh, edge edge them out as long as uh, their new coach, Mike McCarthy, can, you know, make the, the pieces work together. So that's who I'm going with. I'm going to go against you on that one. Oh. Because I think this year Carson Wentz is going to make an MVP-type run. He's not going to be the MVP, of course, but he's going to stay healthy all year for the first time. And he is going to just walk all over that division. Uh, I, th- I think the Eagles are actually going to take this, take that division this year. All right, awesome. I mean, 
you have to admit, I mean, those are the the two only likely candidates. I don't think the Giants or the Washington football team really stand a chance. <laughs> no, uh, Washington will probably get the number one pick next year. <laughs> They're that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, all right. So then we have the uh, NFC uh, West, uh, which is, is, in my opinion, one of the most loaded divisions in the NFC. Um, I think all the teams are very capable of winning it and, and able to, you know, to go on. Um, as much as this pains me to say, I think the Seattle Seahawks will take it. It's um, We have the Seattle Seahawks, the San Francisco 49ers, Los Angeles Rams, and the Arizona Cardinals. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't say that beforehand. Um, but I think the Seattle Seahawks will, will take the, the division. I think they – with getting Jamal Adams, um, you know, they bolstered their um, their defense. And, um, you know, Russell Wilson has the targets uh, available to actually do something. So uh, I think that he is uh, – the Seattle will, will take it. Um, but I do believe that um, the Los Angeles Rams will be one of the wild card teams um, in, in the playoffs this year just because the, the Los Angeles Rams – Last year, if it would have been the expanded playoffs with the record that they had at nine and seven, would have made the playoffs with this new system. So I think it's in their favor, and I think that they'll be one of the wild cards. So another one I'm going to go against you on because as good as Russell Wilson is, as good as, as the receivers are that he's got, the Seahawks failed to fix the one thing that they struggled with the last two years, and that is keeping Russell Wilson from running for his life. Like they, they haven't done anything to bolster their offensive line. Their offensive line is atrocious. If they had brought in like, uh, who was the guy that went to 49ers from Washington? I can't remember his name. Oh gosh, yeah, I can't remember his name either. I know who you're talking about, though. <laughs> yeah, but they they if they would have made a play for him, or you know, there there's other other linemen that were were available. Like Brian Balaga ended up going to the Chargers. Uh, he's longtime Packer. You know, great offensive lineman. If they would have bolstered their offensive line even just a little bit, like added two pieces to it. You know, yeah, 100% Seahawks are there. I think that the team to look out for in the in the NFC West is going to be the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, okay. Because Kyler Murray is ridiculous. And then they got DeAndre Hopkins. Like, they have a great defense. Like, they have, they have Isaiah Simmons. They have... Uh, Pat Peterson, like Pat Peterson may have lost a step, but he's still a lockdown corner. So, I mean, they, they have the defense just like every other team in the NFC West, like their defenses are all stacked. Like you look at all of them, they, they're all top 10 defenses in the entire NFL. But I, I really think that Arizona is going to have the edge. I think the Seahawks are going to end up third. And I think the Rams are going to take second. And I think the 49ers are going to falter this year. Oh, wow. Okay. They're going to have that uh, that Super Bowl hangover? Yep, because the, it's going to show that Jimmy Garoppolo is not as good as everybody thinks he is. 
All right. Fair enough. Um, uh, no, no wild card teams. You don't think out of that division? I think I think the Rams and Seahawks are both wild card teams. Oh, both of them! Wow. Okay. Yep. All right. Awesome. Um, well, that will be an in- interesting year if that's if that's how it plays out. Um, something that we'll, we can mention too, since we're in that division and talking about that division. Um, the Cardinals signed um, DeAndre Hopkins to an extension, so he got a, a big payday. So he will uh, stay with the Cardinals and, uh, and with the Rams. Uh, and I'm really, really happy and excited to say Cooper Cup is uh, got an extension as well, and will be with the uh, Rams uh, for until 2023. So um, I, I love Cooper Cup. I, I think he's a, a great wide receiver and so i'm glad we were able to get an extension done with him as well oh and jalen ramsey got his uh big extension uh contract as well uh so the the rams kind of getting some some players re-signed and getting getting their extensions uh done to keep them on the team so uh good to see that yeah i remember uh, when cooper cup came in like you and I were talking about him, and I was like, I have no idea who this kid is. And then he just blew up and had that huge game where he went for like, I think it was like 13 catches for like 200 yards. And you were like, that's the guy that I've been looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I, I kind of knew he was going to be something special um, uh, when I saw his like college tape and everything. So. I really missed him in the Super Bowl. I feel like maybe the Super Bowl would have been a little bit different if we had him playing. Him and Gurley? Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if Gurley would have showed up as well, yeah, that would have been nice. Um, <laughs> still, uh, it still hurts. It's been a couple of years, but the, that Super Bowl loss still kills me. It's just it's, it's just always going to be be uh, uh, it's gonna kill me um but uh so close but so far um but yeah then we'll move on to the uh nfc north uh we got the chicago bears the detroit lions the green bay packers and the minnesota vikings um i feel like this is a division as well where two teams are going to be the dominant teams um and you know the other two really aren't going to be able to do much of anything um i'm gonna say that the packers take it again um this year kind of like i mentioned before on the podcast i feel like um aaron Rodgers has something to prove he wants to show that you know he's still got it and he can still uh you know lead the team and lead the the division i mean they were one game away from the super bowl last year um they just ran into one of the best defenses unfortunately um, so I'm going to go with the Packers and then I think the Vikings will be one of the wild card teams that comes, that comes out of that. So the Vikings, I think are really good as well. Um, they, to mention them, you know, uh, today, uh, Delvin cook got his big contract extension that he's been looking for. Um, so, uh, he will stay a Viking for, uh, for a while, one of the, one of those things that a lot of running backs just getting uh, their uh, contracts uh, extended and everything this year. So, um, but yeah, I'm going with the with the Packers and then the Vikings as a, a second wild card. Okay, um, 
I think the charge. I think the not, wow. I said Chargers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think the Packers are going to take the division because uh, none of the other teams have really done anything to overstep them. You know, um, the Vikings actually lost two key pieces to their team from last year. They lost Everson Griffin and they lost Stefan Diggs. They traded Stefan Diggs to Buffalo. So they have Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, and uh, Harrison Smith. And of course they have Dalvin Cook, but their defense isn't going to be that good. They're not going to be as good as they were yesterday or last year because they're not going to have the pass rush that they had. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think they even make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to be a wild card. I don't think a wild card comes out of this division. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. That's a bold prediction right there. I like that. (laughs) That's a, that's a, that's a good one. Um, well then I guess we'll move on to the NFC South, which is the, uh, Atlanta Falcons, the Carolina Panthers, New Orleans Saints, and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um, I think another stacked division um, where any of the teams could, you know, uh, take take it really because um, every team has added something or tried to do something to make themselves better and to be able to uh, take the division. Um, but I think uh, and I mean. I guess I'm jumping on the bandwagon. You know, you got to either jump on or jump off. But I'm jumping on the bandwagon that the Tampa Bay Bucks will uh, will take the the division, um, and then the last wild card team will be the will be the Saints. Um, they will uh, uh, be up there. They'll give the the Tampa Bay Bucks a run for their money. But I think uh, I think that. Uh, Tampa is going to take it just with Tom Brady and all the all the weapons and everything that they've added in the offseason. So that's what I'm going with. So anybody would be stupid to go against the Bucks in the beginning of the season. Like to say that they're not going to win the division. The only way they don't win the division is if you see some major injuries happen. Like Tom Brady gets injured. You know, then that that may change things up. Leonard Fournette gets injured. But, I mean, they, they have a stacked backfield because they have Leonard Fournette. Then they have LaShawn McCoy. And then they have, I think it's Ronald Jones the third. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, they have a three-headed monster for running back. Then they have Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, O.J. Howard. Like, the, there's nobody, there's no team that will be able to guard that entire team. Like it's there's always going to be somebody open for Brady because they're all that good. So to go against the Bucks would be stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I I'm I'm completely behind you on that one. The Bucks are going to take the division, and the Saints will be the the wild card because I mean, either the Falcons or the Panthers could step up and unseat the Saints. But I, I don't see that happening. I see that. I see Breeze trying to go. I think he's got one or two more years left, and then he's just he's trying to leave. You know, I, I want to see him go out on top. And I think he's going to make that push this year, and he's going to push hard. And, I mean, they have arguably the best receiver in the league in Michael Thomas. And then they, they re-signed Alvin Kamara, who is scary coming out of the backfield. You know, they, they gave him his extension. 
So, I mean, they're making the moves to make their team better, but I still don't think they're going to take the Bucks down. Yeah. Um, with all these running backs getting their extensions, I mean, do you think that the running back position is still a, like, like important position to be able to be paying all of these guys the money that they're getting? Or are they making a mistake like the Rams did with paying Gurley when they paid Gurley all that money? I think it depends. Um, honestly, I, I don't. It all depends on the running back. Alvin Kamara has been healthy. And the guy's, he's elusive. He's not a power back. You know, Derrick Henry, he's a power back. When you look at the difference between a power back and an elusive back, typically the power backs don't have as long of a, of a career as the elusive backs. Because the elusive backs are taking shoestring tackles, while the power backs are trying to run through linebackers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, they successfully run through them, but it it wears on their body a lot faster. So signing Dalvin Cook to a five year extension that might come to bite the Vikings in the butt. Signing Alvin Kamara to an extension might actually be an okay thing. You know, his ex- he might actually be able to play his his whole extension out without getting injured too much because he's not a power back. I like that. That's a that's a great way to to look at that. I've never uh, really thought about it that way before. So I mean that that definitely makes sense with that about trying to not have your body get so worn out. You know when it comes to everything. Um, so we'll we'll see how those contract extensions. Uh, you know, like you said, if it comes back to bite them in the butt, or if it'll be okay for them. It's kind of you know, interesting that all these deals are happening right before, you know, kickoff on Sunday. You know, we had three major deals get done today, two of them running backs, one of them as a wide receiver. Um, so teams just getting all of this taken care of, you know, right right before the season starts on Sunday. Um, alrighty, cool. So that wraps up the, the NFC then for the team, the division winners and the wild cards. Um, so now we move on to the AFC and, uh, I don't want to hear any crying or tears or anything like that. Okay. You know, <laughs> keep your composure. <laughs> um, so we got the AFC East, which is the Buffalo Bills, Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, and the New York Jets. Um, no, no Tom Brady for the first time in like, a decade, maybe even longer. Um, so 19 AFC, years. How long? 19 years. He was 19. drafted in 2001. Gosh. Or no, he was, he was drafted in 2000. And then, or no, he was drafted in 2000. Was it 2000 or 2001? Because uh, I know it was a 2001 uh, was the tuck rule. Yeah, the AFC th- championship. Yeah, that was yeah, that was 2001 when they won the Super Bowl against uh, the Rams. Yeah, thanks for bringing that up again. You're welcome. <laughs> hey, they beat the Raiders to get there by the stupid tuck rule. <laughs> that is very true. Yes. Yeah. Um so uh so yeah, 19 years. Um that's crazy and the AFC East is 
they once they found out that he was going to the NFC, they probably had the biggest party in the world <laughs> with uh, confetti and cake and everything. Um, I think uh, the Buffalo Bills got it now. I think they're like, hey, the, the juggernaut is left. It's time to pass the torch to us. They got Stefan Diggs in the offseason. They re-signed uh, Tavarius White on defense. Um, they Their defense is just as stout. Josh Allen, I think, is uh, an underrated quarterback, to be honest. I, I think he's one of those kind of dark horses that people don't really talk about enough. Um, I think he does a great job leading leading that team. Um, I think he, he's kind of like a, a Cam Newton, you know, needing to run when he needs to run type of thing. But I think he's a better pocket passer than Cam Newton. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the, the Buffalo Bills. Um, I know a lot of New England Patriot fans are going to be mad because they're going to be like, hey, we still got Bill Belichick. He's the best coach in the NFL. It's like, yeah, you do, but you can have the best coach in the NFL and still not be able to win games if you don't have the best players. So. Yeah. And they have Cam Newton, Brian Hoyer, and Jared Stidham. Yeah, exactly. And they had <laughs> they had like three major people on defense opt out because of COVID. So you know that their defense is not as good as what it will what what it was last year because everyone on um, their defense last year carried them. To be honest, I, I yeah. feel like defense carried them to the playoffs last year um so yeah i'm definitely going with with the bills and the patriots aren't even going to make the playoffs um i think i think you're actually right i'll i i'll i'll back you on that one like i can't go against you i think the bills are too good i think this year so josh allen has actually been working in the offseason on his accuracy because that's been his biggest his biggest issue is his accuracy. Like the dude has an arm. He can throw the ball 90 yards. Like he has a freakish arm. Crazy throwing power. His problem is he has receivers. He's always had decent receivers. They're not like top of the line receivers, which he has now. But, I mean, he has good receivers, and he always either overthrows or underthrows them. He's he's not a very accurate passer. So that's something that he really worked on in the offseason. And I could see him actually also being up for an MVP run. Nice. Nice. But so, yeah, my pick is the Bills, and no, none of the teams there make the playoffs other than the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably probably smart. <laughs> um, all right, and then we have the AFC West, uh, which is the the Broncos, the Chiefs, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, I mean, I know that we have a little bit of a preview just because you know we got to see the Chiefs play, so it's a little unfair advantage, but. I got to go with the Chiefs. <laughs> they 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 are just looking unstoppable and and they've only played one game. Um I know that doesn't say a lot for how the rest of the season will go, but I feel like the the Chiefs are um well coached. They have the players to be able to do it. Um their defense looks better with some of the people they drafted as well. Um their rookie Sneed got an interception in the game. Um 
So I yeah, I gotta I gotta go with the the Chiefs. Um uh, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think for for a wild card if there would be a wild card or not. Um, that would that would come out of that division. Come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, I, I I could you know you're influencing me a little bit, but I could I could possibly see the Raiders making it in as a wild card to be honest, just because they um. They they got uh, rugs, you know, in the draft. They still got Josh Jacobs. They bolstered their defense, getting you know Corey Littleton. Um, you know they they got some people coming back from injury. So yeah, I could see I could see um, the the Raiders making it as as a wild card. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to sit on that one moment of silence for a second. <laughs> so I am a diehard Raiders fan. I have been a Raiders fan for 33 years. Always love the Raiders, even when they're losing. I don't mind rooting for a losing team. Doesn't matter to me. Um, but uh, this pains me so much to say this. <laughs> the Chiefs are going to win the division and the Raiders are going to be a wild card. They're probably going to be the second or third wild card, though. Okay. Okay. Fair. I don't. Enough. I don't see them being the first wild card. All righty. I mean, hey, as long as you get in, that's all you need to do is to is to get in. So, um, so yeah. Hey, we we both uh, agree on that. I was going to tell you, you got to be unbiased now. You know, you got to put on your podcast co-host hat and take off your Raiders hat. <laughs> yeah, I have to have to have a, a what what's the right word. Uh, a general outlook. I know that's not the right word that I'm thinking of, but yeah. unbiased. There we go. Unbiased. Unbiased <laughs> outlook on the NFL. And the Chiefs are too damn good to say that they're not going to win the division. <laughs> that that is true. And um, the Chargers gave him a run for their money last year, but you know they had um, Philip Rivers and um, you know a, a lot going going their way but you know they don't have philip rivers anymore and um different things like that uh i know darwin went down again uh james darwin so i mean you know they're 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 gonna have to deal with some stuff again this year um all right so then we move on to the afc north uh which has the baltimore ravens the cincinnati Bengals, the cleveland browns and the pittsburgh steelers um I think it's a division again where two teams are pretty good and the other two teams not so much. Um, I I think the the Ravens will win the division again. I think they you know have a lot of momentum and they have a lot of what you want to call it like purpose and drive. Like they they are really upset about not making it to the Super Bowl when everyone had them as this juggernaut and, you know, unbeatable MVP Lamar Jackson type thing. Um so I think they'll they'll take the division and then the Steelers are gonna be a wild card. They get Big Ben back. Their defense is still good. They you know got Fitzpatrick and everything. Um and uh TJ Watt and everything. So I think, I think the Steelers are going to make a lot of noise. They'll give the Ravens a run for their money. I wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens like barely win the division. 
Hmm. Um, I have to stand by what I said at the beginning when you said, like, we're talking about fantasy football and person to avoid. And that was <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Yep. As much as I respect the guy, he can't throw the ball to save his life. Um, he's crazy inaccurate. Uh, he just has really fast, good receivers. By, but I, I, I don't think that's enough. I, I'm going against you on this one. I think the Browns okay. are going to win the division. What? Yep. What? Yep. Oh my gosh! I think the Browns are going to win the division. Oh my goodness! I never thought those words would come out of my mouth in my lifetime. <laughs> But I think they're actually going to. They bolstered their offensive line. They bolstered their their secondary. You know, they they actually did a lot of. They made a lot of moves to make the team better. Um, and then they have Kareem Hunt back full time, so they're going to have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt coming out of the backfield. People don't remember Kareem Hunt because all they remember is him kicking the girl in the hotel room. But the dude was a monster for the Chiefs. Like, when he played for the Chiefs, he was a beast. Like, he could not be stopped. Yeah. And then they got Nick Chubb, who just barrels through everybody, and once he gets in the open field, nobody can catch him because he's so damn fast. <laughs> I think it's going to take a lot of pressure off Baker Mayfield. I think with the moves that they made at the offensive line, it's going to open him up to where he can be a little more comfortable in the pocket and not have to rush his passes as much. But I think the Browns win the division. I think the Steelers actually make the – that they are the first wild card, so they're second place in that division. And I think the Ravens take third in the division, but they sneak in with like a 9-7 and seven or a 10-6 and six record. Oh, wow, as the, as the, the third wild card. I, th- I think they'll be the second wild card because I think the Raiders are going to be the third wild card. But oh, okay. yeah, I, th- I think the Ravens will make the wild card, but they're not going to win the division. They will be third in that division. Oh, okay. And the Bengals are just going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, as good as Joe Burrow is or well, was in college, we don't know about the pros, but as good as he was in college, um, you know, the pros is a lot different and it's going to be harder um, going against those tough defenses um, in the Ravens, the Steelers, even the Browns have a pretty, you know, okay defense. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's a hard division to, to play in. Yeah. That's, it's a pretty stacked division. I think Joe Burrow is going to be the next Ryan Leaf. <laughs> no, don't say that. No, I, I, I honestly, I, I couldn't say that straight faced. <laughs> You're like giving him the pits of death. Like you, you did that with freaking Josh Rosen. Yeah. No, I, I think honestly the next Ryan Leaf is probably going to be Justin Herbert for the Chargers. Oh, man. I don't, I don't think he's going to stack up to what everybody thinks he is. But, no, Joe Burrow, I think he'll do good. I just don't think he has a team around him to, to challenge the other three teams in that division. Like, as much as I don't like – as much as I think Lamar Jackson is going to have an off year – in comparison to last year, I think he's still 
still going to do okay. He's still going to have probably like 900 rushing yards, you know, but he's got Mark Ingram behind him. You know, Mark Ingram's going to tear it up. And I think, I think the Ravens are going to be good. I just don't think they're going to be on the level that they were last year. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and talking about like quarterback busts real quick, uh, since we, we were bringing that up, uh, something that's, uh, you know, that I don't think enough people really talk about, to be honest, and that's um, the the draft year that Jameis Winston went one and Marcus Mariota went two. And they went one, two, and everyone thought they were going to change the way that the NFL was played, you know, because of how well they played in college. And now both of them are backups on on football teams. Yeah, and Jameis Winston gave a new uh, a new meaning to thirty for thirty. Oh gosh! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Only quarterback in history: thirty touchdowns, thirty interceptions. Oh no! <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. Charles Barkley. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Oh my goodness, that's too funny. <laughs> I just had to throw that out there. But yeah, yeah. it's funny. But what's even funnier is Jameis Winston is actually a backup. Marcus Mariota, yeah, he's he's technically a backup, but he's actually injured reserve. So he's not even eligible to play for the first three weeks. Oh gosh. So the Raiders backup is Nathan Peterman. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mr. Four Interceptions in Five Plays or something like that. Oh, yeah, that was – that was – no, no. How does he still have a job? Like, that's he's, crazy. He's a backup, and John Gruden loves him for some reason. You guys would be better having Colin Kaepernick as your backup than him. Don't, don't blaspheme the Raiders, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we got one one last division left now. We got the AFC South. Um, so we got the the Texans, the Colts, the Jaguars, and the Titans. Um, you know, this is this is a division that I've, you know, I've been saying kind of from the beginning, like you were about the Ravens with Lamar. I, I've been saying that the Colts getting Philip Rivers is like going to change their team dramatically and i think they're going to be such a better team they're they're going to they're going to be they're going to win the division um so i feel like the colts are are going to win the division they have a a trusted quarterback i think that was something that they were missing last season um and then i think tennessee as much as as well as they did last year um you know going one game away from the super bowl as well um I, I feel like they're going to be the the other wild card team that that comes out of there. So the three wild cards would be the Steelers, the Titans, and the Raiders. Oh, Matt, Matt, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the Titans were a fluke. Oh, I, I don't think they're going to even make the playoffs this year. I think they're going to have a losing record. I think they're probably going to go seven and nine. Um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they were a fluke and they're going to have the playoff hangover, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm really torn on this one between I, I okay, let me rephrase that. I was <laughs> torn on this before Thursday. 
<laughs> before you saw the Texans play. Yeah, I because the Texans I thought were going to be a really strong contender for the for their division. But the way their defense played, like if that if their defense plays like that the rest of the year, they're not going to they're not even going to have a winning record. Like they're going to be terrible. Terrible. <laughs> um I, I think I'll go with you. I, I think the Colts will actually win the division. I think they have a strong enough defense. Phillip Rivers was kind of the key uh that they needed to to get there. I th- I think they're gonna win their division. I think they're gonna squeak the division by one or two games over the Texans. And I don't there's there's no wild cards coming out of that because my wild cards are the Raiders, Steelers, and Ravens. All right, man. So you you had um, two both in the AFC and NFC. You had a division that had two wild cards coming out of it, mm-hmm. out of out of one division. So um, that that you know not uh, unplausible. I could definitely you know see that happening. Uh, it's just crazy to think with the playoffs being expanded that that's even possible. You know. Um, so it is, it's crazy. It's crazy to think with with the expanded playoffs. Um, all right. Well, I love that we got all of our divisions uh, set up with uh, who we think is going to win and everything. Um, since you had mentioned it before, I think it, it would be fun to kind of pick uh, who we feel will snag the MVP this year um, and who would snag the uh, defensive uh, player of the year. Um, I think those are two two top. Uh, awards and rookie of the year. A lot of people look at rookie of the year as well. So I think, you know, if uh, we made some predictions on those three aspects, that would be uh, uh, a lot of fun to do. Uh, So let's start off with uh, MVP. Who do you think is going to take the MVP? You already mentioned some candidates, but who do you think is going to win it? Oh man, that's a hard one. Um, I could see Tom Brady doing it, but I don't think so. I, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to say Josh Allen wins it. Oh, all right. Josh Allen. Nice. Uh, I I like that, uh, that pick. Like I said, I, I feel like he's a dark horse and people really haven't had him in the same talks as, um, you know, Mahomes and Deshaun Watson and, uh, you know, people, people like that. Um, I, for me, I, I almost feel like Mahomes could win it again. Um, but it's one of those things where it's so hard to win, win it again. I mean, even if you put up the same stats as you did your MVP year, um, you know, sometimes there's someone that can come along and, you know, just uh, take it away just because of that. Um, Somebody that can come along and Lamar Jackson you? <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> um, last year, man, um, Russell Wilson was, like, second place in MVP, but, like, you know, the the votes weren't even close, you know? <laughs> like, like, everyone had Lamar winning it after, like, week six. Like, it was, like, a done deal. Everyone was like, yep he's going to win the MVP this year. Like um, it, it, there wasn't even a race. Usually it's fun if there's a race, you know, to see like who can 
who can take it. Um, but last year it wasn't even a race. It was, it was just all him the whole time. Um, man, I'm looking at the teams and I'm just like, it's, it's hard to, to pick one. Um, I'm going to go with Drew Brees um, just because wow. he's never, he's never won an MVP um, in, in his illustrious career, all the accolades that he, that he has, he, he's never had an MVP under his belt. Um, so I think Drew Brees is going to blow it up with, you know, Michael Thomas and all the weapons that he normally has. And um, I feel like he'll finally get his MVP before he, calls it quits hmm that's a that's a crazy pick but i mean you look at who who was getting mvp during his career freaking peyton manning and tom brady (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um but even when he had the years when he you know break the touchdown record or he break the passing record he still couldn't get an mvp which is beyond me I, i don't know how that's possible that he's gone his whole career without winning an MVP, but I think, I think he'll do it this upcoming year. Hmm. Um, so now let's do a uh, rookie of the year. Who do you think, uh, you know, I know, you know, with watching the Chiefs game, maybe that kind of sways you a little bit with uh, Hilaire playing, but uh, <laughs> who, who do you think would, uh, will, will take the rookie of the year? Um, I really want to say Henry Ruggs, but the Raiders get shunned. Just like they got shunned last year, because <laughs> Josh Jacobs outperformed Kyler Murray last year. He really did, and he got shunned for that. He should have won Rookie of the Year. So I don't think Ruggs is actually going to get it, no matter what he does. Um, I've kind of got a dark horse because he's good. He's he's fast. He's solid. I, I think Jalen Rager might take it. Ah, uh, well, uh, for people who don't know, let's uh, uh, talk about him and who he plays for, what position, stuff like that. Yeah, he's a wide receiver for the Philadelphia Eagles. I think he's he's just he's a solid. He's a younger version of Deshaun Jackson with better hands. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's extremely fast. He's extremely reliable. Solid route running. And I think Carson Wentz is, like I said, he's going to stay healthy this year, and Jalen Rager is going to be his number one target. I'm, I'm saying he's probably going to be up above, like, probably about 1,300, 1,400 yards, 120 catches. He's, he's going to be money this year, and he's going to take rookie of the year. Wow, nice. That is that is a, a dark horse. I like that. Um the past what two or three years it's always been a quarterback um it was like baker mayfield and then it was kyler murray um i don't think it always has to be a a quarterback um you know last year yeah kyle murray did all right but i feel like um aj brown did better for the titans i feel like he should have won it um, I know you feel like uh, Josh Jacobs should have won it. Um, <laughs> Dude, he had, he had thirteen hundred yards and missed three games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So I mean, you know, um, but I'm I'm gonna go on a on a limb here and pick a wide receiver, and I'm gonna go with uh, Jared Judy um, for the Denver Broncos. Um, 
I think he'll be able to elevate the Broncos to, you know, make it a household name, you know, since, you know, the, the Broncos don't have, uh, you know, too many star, star power, you know, on their team. I think he's going to be able to, to, to elevate and uh, get some, get some noise going, you know, get some, get some people talking about the, the Broncos. So. Oh, but they uh, have the best quarterback in the league in Drew Locke. Sorry. Another thing I can't <laughs> say straight faced. That's <laughs> very that's very true. Um but uh you know what? Um the Tennessee Titans had, you know, Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown was still able to tear it up. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> but Ryan Tannehill was good. <laughs> I like, mean, he's all right. I don't think he's I don't think he's like that great. Um, he's the one quarterback that Tom Brady couldn't beat away from Foxborough. <laughs> yeah, that that is very true. Uh, he always uh, had his number for some odd reason. <laughs> um, but we'll see. Tannehill got you know got got paid and got his money, so we'll see if he'll be able to, you know, prove that he deserved to you know get the money that he did for. Uh, staying with uh, the Titans, so like I said, we'll we'll see. But uh, you know, you'll be you'll be eating your words and your laughter if I end up getting it right with with my pick there with uh, Jared Judy. Yeah, and the Broncos will still suck. Oh yeah, I mean, that doesn't mean they're going to win a bunch of games, but I mean, he could still play really well, <laughs> especially with losing their star defensive player for the whole season. Uh, yes, that is that is right. Von Miller is uh, sidelined for the season with an injury, um, so it's uh, definitely going to be a, a rough year for the Broncos again. Unfortunately, <laughs> I mean they're in one of the hardest divisions, so you know that's that's understandable with what they have to deal with. Um, and then uh, defensive uh, player of the year, uh, who are you going with with that? it's it's typically usually you see like your defensive ends get it so like it's been Aaron Donald it's been JJ Watt it's been Khalil Mack you know you don't you don't really see a lot of like secondary players actually in the mix for defensive player of the year just because they're not counting interceptions the the same way they count sacks doesn't make sense a sack doesn't lose the ball for the team where an interception does. So like it, it, if it was more, more lean towards cornerbacks, I would go Jalen Ramsey, but since it's not, I'm going to go, Oh, I hate this Chris Jones because he's a chief. <laughs> I hate saying it because he's a chief, but yeah, Chris Jones, he's, he plays, Outside linebacker slash defensive end for the Chiefs. Amazing, amazing player. Gets to the quarterback a ton. You know, I think he kind of he kind of stamped his name on the game last year and showed how good he really is. And I think he's going to do it again this year. And I think this year he actually gets recognized with the defensive player of the year. Mm, All righty. Awesome. Um Man, yeah, it's uh, it's a hard one just because you know I 
being a Rams fan, I always want to lean towards Aaron Donald, you know, and and basically say that he's going to get his third Defensive Player of the Year award. Um, you know, I feel like almost every year he has a chance to win it um, with just how freak, freakishly awesome, you know, he is. Um, he He's one of those people that I feel like, you know, they – put him in the the little cryo chamber that they did for Captain America, you know, to make him like as jacked as he was when he came out of it. I feel like Aaron Donald like got in one of those things, you know, <laughs> and like came out and just looked like the Hulk. Um but uh man, I'm, I'm kind of leaning in the same division though. Like I'm leaning kind of towards Jamal Adams for the Seahawks. Um I feel like he can make a, a a big push for being defensive player of the year with being on a new team, feeling refreshed. Um, you know, he wasn't happy being with the Jets. So I, I could see him uh, getting a defensive player of the year award. Um, but, you know, like you said, you usually don't go with, you know, like safeties and stuff like that and cornerbacks. Um, so if I would have to pick like an end, I'm going to say TJ Watt will will get defensive player of the year um if they continue the trend of you know doing you know defensive linemen so i just want to throw this little factoid out there in the history of the defensive player of the year five defensive backs have won the award the last one was charles woodson when he played for the packers the other four before that in 94 Deion Sanders, 93, Rod Woodson, 1980, Lester Hayes, and 1975, Mel Blunt. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> There's been five. Five defensive backs in the history of the NFL, or in the history of the Defensive Player of the Year award. Gosh, that's like um, MVP always being like, either running back or quarterback. Like you don't really get anybody else, but those two positions at MVP usually. So with that, do you want to keep your pick as Jamal Adams? (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think I'm leaning more towards TJ Watt now. (laughs) I think I'd rather go down that route. (laughs) Um. Just because he made a big name for himself last year, and I think he'll have another great year this year. You know, I I did want to talk about the Aaron Donald thing really quick because you mentioned that he got like you want you feel like he went into like a Captain America thing and got jacked up that way and everything. The funny thing about him is he's one of the shortest defensive ends in the NFL. Oh, that that is funny. He's, I think he's only like six foot or six one. Like he's short, but he has, he is probably the most dominant player in the NFL right now. Most dominant defensive player in the NFL. Like nobody can stop him. Yeah. I mean, even when he gets double teamed, he still finds a way to be able to get to the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. And just what he did to, what was it, Alvin Kamara a couple of years ago? That was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, um, that was with the the, the Falcons. Uh, Devontae oh, yeah. Freeman. He he like picked him up like a rag doll, like off of the ground. <laughs> and Devontae Freeman's not a small guy. That's <laughs> that's who it was. It wasn't. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah that was that was like pretty hilarious like when when that happened <laughs> um all righty cool well uh I think the uh, the only pick that we really need to do is for uh, the uh, NFL for Thursday Night Football next week, unless we're planning on doing a podcast before that happens. Um, I'm not sure. Let I'd say let's make the pick just in case. All righty. So let me take a look here at what that will be. Or which what game what game matchup that will be, so we'll we'll pick that and then uh, the the following uh, Friday or Saturday, which day uh, we do the podcast, we will make our picks for that Sunday, so that way we're not picking so early. Um, yeah. So it's, it's the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns, and they're in Cleveland. Ah uh, yes. Um, I mean, before in the past, I would make predictions based on if teams were on the road or not but with covid going on right now i mean it's not really a big factor anymore if it's going to be home or away um at least in my opinion depending on the teams the chiefs allowed uh 15,000 fans in the stadium so they were at limited capacity but not every team is going to allow that to happen so it just depends on the team and how how many fans they'll allow in the stadium um but Bengals and browns i mean i gotta go with the browns on this one uh just because i feel like the Bengals are you know like i said they're working up to getting better they they're making some good decisions they got um aj green coming back healthy and whatnot but like you said i feel like the the browns have a lot of um a lot of firepower and as long as the the new coach and offensive coordinator can get Baker Mayfield playing a lot better then he you know they the sky's the limit for them to be able to utilize Landry and uh Baker Mayfield and all of that so uh I'm I'm going to go with the Browns Same here it's Browns like if if they can't beat the Bengals they're not going to win the division and then I just messed up my pick for the whole year. <laughs> That's right. You're going to have to pick the Browns winning most of their games for when yep. you make your picks this year. Yep. <laughs> All righty. Well, I mean, that one, uh, you know, that that one, that game doesn't really matter since we both picked the same, <laughs> the same people. Uh, but once uh once this sunday happens we'll be able to uh update everyone on um who got the most picks right in week 1 and uh where like where the scores at for nfl picks so we'll keep everyone updated on on that for 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 every week um already cool well um was there anything else in the nfl that we forgot to mention before we move on or Jadavion Clowney finally signed with a team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he, but it's he, not a he done did. Deal. But it's not a done deal. Like that's the thing. Like he committed to it, but they haven't actually signed the paperwork for one year, $12 million for the Tennessee Titans. 
And um, Earl Thomas hasn't found a team yet either, as far as I know, correct? Nope, and he's going to be a Raider. <laughs> oh, yeah? How do you know that? Uh, the Raiders actually restructured Corey Littleton's contract to open up $8.2 million in cap space to make a play for either Earl Thomas or Eric Reed. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I think if between the two, I would probably lean more towards Earl Thomas. If I was a Raiders fan, I would want, want that. So, um, well, that would be interesting then if you guys are able to get him, that would definitely bolster your defense even more. Yeah. Especially since we cut Demarius Randall. So we have Eric Harris or Jeff Heath in the free safety zone. Alrighty. Well, anything else that we forgot to mention? Um, not that I know of. Alrighty. Awesome. Well, um, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap things up with talking about playoffs in, uh, other sports. Um, so the NBA had some interesting action going on, uh, yesterday. Um, the Clippers had a chance to be able to close out the series against the Denver Nuggets, which would have made it where um, the Clippers would have made the Western Conference Finals for the first time in its history of, of existence, which I never knew. I never knew that they've never made it. I thought for sure that they had, you know, made the playoffs before, but I guess, or well, not the playoffs, but the Western Conference Finals, excuse me. I thought for sure, as long as the Clippers have been around, they've made a Western Conference Final, but they never have. Um, they were up by like 16 with five minutes left against the Nuggets. And I thought for sure it was over. And then the Denver Nuggets go on a roll and end up winning 111 to 105. Anytime the Nuggets are down in a series three to one, they just never say die. They came back against the Jazz when they were three one down and won the series. Um, what what do you think about the 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 game with them being up by 16 points and they couldn't close it out? Um, did yeah, it, it, it's the Nuggets. Like that's the way they play. They like to play down and just come back and tear things up. But I, I think I called it at the beginning that it was going to go to six games. <laughs> but I, I don't I, know I about that. I can't, I can't remember. I think, I think <laughs> I said they were going to six games. I didn't, I <laughs> don't think they're going to sweep. Um, I did think the Lakers were actually going to sweep the Rockets. So, but they didn't. Um, but I think the Clippers will win the next game and close it out. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we'll we'll see with that because I mean, we both picked the Clippers to win that series, so we definitely need them to to get this done and close that out. Um, the Celtics in a Game Seven, which against the Raptors, which I did not think that the Raptors were going to be able to push it to a Game Seven, but they they do, and crazy finish, uh, some some weird, you know, uh, you know missed free throw shots and you know uh getting fouled on a rebound from the foul shot like it was a it was a weird crazy ending um and the raptors had a chance to tie it up with a three at the end and they missed so the celtics hang on and win 92 to 87 to move on to play the heat um 
So with that, I mean, we both kind of wait. No, did you say the Raptors were going to win? I think you did, didn't you? I think I did. I'll yeah. have to go back and listen. But I, <laughs> I think I actually did say the Raptors would win it. I don't remember. <laughs> so the 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 Celtics end up closing it out, and now we have the Celtics versus the the Heat, and the Heat have only lost. I think one game so far in the playoffs, they, the heat are kind of just on a roll. They, they got ironically with them being called the heat, they got hot, uh, while being in the bubble. Um, so just to kind of look forward then heat and Celtics, the Eastern conference finals. Did you ever imagine it was going to be them too? No, (laughs) honestly, no. Um. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I I'd love to see the Heat actually go, just because that would prove that they didn't need LeBron to go. Yeah, that that that's true. And they when they had the big three, um, um. I mean, right now they don't really have necessarily a big three. They have a lot of you know great players though that have been uh carrying them and, and doing well. Um, Heat Celtics is going to be a great matchup. Um, I feel like the Celtics lost some momentum when they let the Raptors come back and force a game seven. I feel like Heat have more momentum than the Celtics. Um, so I think I think the Heat will take the series. Will it be close? Yeah, I could see it going like 4-2 Heat. Oh, you think the Celtics will win more games against the Heat than the number one strongest team in the entire NBA Bucks did? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it's the pressure of being in the finals and you know, the the Celtics I feel like uh have more weapons to be able to use against them than the Bucks did. I mean, Giannis, you know, kind of was carrying them and dominating and and for their team. Um, I feel like for the Bucks to get over that hump, they need to get one more big player to help Giannis out. Um, or they're gonna just keep going through this the same woe of making the playoffs and not being able to get over that that hump. Um so yeah, I mean with with uh, Jimmy Butler and Crowder, I'm 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 gonna go with the Heat. Like I said, I think it'll be like a four two matchup. Um, I know you said you were picking the Heat, but what are, what do you think the series will turn out as? Um, that's a hard one because when Jimmy Butler falls on his face, the rest of the team's there and they help him. That's the one thing that the Heat have over any other team left in the left in the playoffs is. It's not reliant on one or two people. It's it's a whole team effort. I mean, there's one of the games against um, the Bucks. They had nine players in double figures for scoring. Man, like that, that's unheard of in the in the playoffs. Like that just doesn't happen. But the te- the Heat have an all around team. I I could see it going. I could see it going four one. Four one. All right. So basically, the the same as what they did against the Bucks. Yep. All right. Um, 
Well, then the we have the the Lakers and the Rockets playing tonight. The Lakers can close out the Rockets if they win this game. Um, do you think it's pretty much over? Uh, it's over, but the Rockets will win one more. The Rockets will win tonight. Oh, okay. <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna push them a little bit to to have to play another game. Yeah, I think Harden's gonna go off for sixty tonight. Sixty. Holy cow. Well, uh, that would be something if he got sixty points in a game. <laughs> he might be. He might be just under, but he'll be right around sixty points. Probably, probably between fifty-five and sixty points. Honestly, he's mm. gonna go. He's gonna go off tonight. Oh, okay, fair enough. I like. I like that that prediction. Um, well, uh, well, that's basically it for NBA. Just waiting for those uh, those couple games to to wrap up, um, and we'll see if the Nuggets can push the Clippers to a game seven. Um, moving on to the NHL and how that's been going. Um, let's see. There was a game uh, last night. I think the Flyers ended up beating Tampa uh, finally. So now, nope, that- Islanders. Oh, sorry, Islanders. My bad. Um, yeah, the Islanders ended up uh, winning uh, that game. So they Tampa is up two to one in the series. Um, I was really hoping that you know the Islanders could pull this out and win because you know the Lightning were putting a beating on them at the first couple games, and it looked like it was just going to be a sweep. It looked like it was going to be a blowout. Um, but the the Islanders finally answered back, and they ended up winning uh, five to three um, in that game yesterday. And then today is the uh, Golden Knights and uh, the Dallas Stars. Um, I'm trying to pull that up because yeah, I think Dallas leads two to one. Like, two to where, one. Where did that come from? Like <laughs> the Golden Knights have been on such a tear since they started back up and like Dallas has just kind of been like staying in games and staying in series. And, you know, they've, they've done well. Uh, I've picked them twice and they won, you know, <laughs> and then now I pick against them and they're winning and it's like, what, what, <laughs> how are you beating Vegas? <laughs> yeah exactly but i mean they could vegas you know golden knights could win tonight and then the series will be all tied up again um two to two so uh no i don't i don't feel like a team has a certain amount of momentum as of yet um i thought maybe tampa you know had some momentum with blowing out the 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 islanders the first two games um but yeah, no, no real big momentum yet for for any team in in that series. Um, so we'll we'll keep everyone posted on the the scores and how how that's going. Um, so really, really funny. I just want to throw this out there. Yeah, the, the Islanders total in three games have scored as many goals as the Lightning scored in Game One. <laughs> figures <laughs> like they they've scored eight they've scored eight points in three games and the lightning scored eight points in game one. Oh gosh that's what i'm saying they like blowed them away like the first two games you know so it's just i thought tampa had all the momentum but 
Um, you know, the Islanders winning the, the game last night, they're going to try to get some momentum back. I still think Lightning are going to win it. <laughs> I mean, I think Lightning will still take it too, um, unfortunately, because I don't want them to win, <laughs> being a Caps fan. But, uh, you know, we'll – uh, we'll see what the uh, the Islanders can do with uh, you know having Mike Trotz as their as their coach. You know he's you got him in your corner. You you always have a chance. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we haven't been able to talk about uh, Major League Baseball that much. So we'll kind of just update everyone on the standings uh, real quick. Um. So in the East, uh, the Tampa Bay Reds are uh, up in first place right now um and then they are four and a half games ahead of uh toronto toronto's in second and uh new york is the same amount of games back four and a half games back so new york dropping down from the number one spot they were they were in first place for a while and then the poor orioles are nine games back and don't really stand a chance (laughs) um my, my poor orioles and then the red sox you know, surprisingly, all the way down 13 and a half games back, you know, the Red Sox, I didn't think would be last place in the in the East, but they are they are not uh, doing well. Um, and I think everyone is kind of surprised at Tampa Bay being at the top right now. Um, and then in the central, we got the Chicago White Sox. Um, they're only a, a game ahead of the Minnesota Twins. And the Cleveland Indians are two and a half games back. So the top three, they're all separated only by, you know, a game or two games. So that's not that big of a lead um, that anyone could come back in that division. Other than right now, Detroit and Kansas City, Detroit is eight games back and the Royals are 11 games back. Um, So I don't think either of them are going to be able to to catch up to to do anything uh, that great. and then in the West, uh, the Oakland A's are in first right now. They're seven seven games ahead of the Astros, uh, which is which is good. That's a very substantial lead to be in first place. Um, and then the Mariners are nine and a half games back. Not um, in last place. They're not in last place. <laughs> and then the Rangers are eleven and a half games, and or sorry, the the Angels are eleven and a half games back. The Rangers are 13 and a half games back. Um, so really the A's are kind of pulling away from everyone in, in the that division. Um, Houston was on a tear there for a little bit last time we talked about baseball, but it seems like they're going in a little bit of a slump again. Yeah, they're two and eight in the last 10. I think, I think Beanball came back. <laughs> Teams were like, yeah, we're going to go back to doing that again. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so then we move over to the National League. Um, in the East, uh, the Braves are at top right now. Um, they're two and a half games ahead of uh, Philly. Um, and then the, the Marlins are three games back. Uh, so any of those teams could potentially switch spots. That's not very much of a, of a lead. Um, the Mets are five games back and then the Nationals are eight games back. So the defending World Series champs are last place right now in their division, not looking, 
uh, too hot. Um, I think uh, losing their their best pitcher in Steven Strasburg is kind of uh, going to put a damper on on the rest of their their season. Um, and then in the Central, we got the Chicago Cubs are in first place. Um, the Cardinals are three games back behind them. Uh, the Milwaukee Brewers are four games back. Um, the Reds are five and a half games back. And then the Pirates are in last with 10 games behind. Um, so really, even the Reds, even though five and a half games back, people could any of those teams could still catch up uh, to the Cubs. So, I mean, that's that's still a pretty close race. Um, and then lastly in the West is the Dodgers. Um, they're in first place. They are three and a half games ahead of the, uh, Padres. And then the Giants are nine games back. The Rockies are 10 and a half games back. And then in dead last, which with, I think the worst record. Yeah. They have the worst record in major league baseball, the Diamondbacks at 15 and a half games back. Um, no, pirates have a worse record. Oh, the oh, yep, you're right because they have 14 wins and the Diamondbacks have 17. Yeah, so you're right. The Pirates do have the worst record. What happened to the Rockies? Like, I feel like we were talking about them like a few weeks back about how they were sitting in second place and they were like tearing it up and they were doing amazing and they're kind of the underdog team, but they're gonna step up even though they have to face the Dodgers and then they've just kind of fallen apart. Yeah. I mean, if you get on a losing skid with, when it comes to baseball this year with having the shorter season, it's not, it's not going to help you at all. (laughs) Um, You know, the, you can easily start, you know, falling out of place and, and being left behind by other teams. Um, so, yeah, I'm not sure what, what happened with the Rockies because, like, we always say, you know, it's kind of the Dodgers division. But, I mean, the Dodgers are only three and a half games, you know, ahead of the Padres. So, the Padres, you know, could easily, um, you know, make a push on them as well. Yeah, I think the Padres have a pretty decent team this year, so they might do all right. So, all right. Well, uh, that is the the update for uh, Major League uh, Baseball as well. Um, I think that's about it. We can kind of wrap things up and uh, call it good, put a bow on this uh, episode. Um, Something that, you know, we wanted to talk about, I know you had mentioned uh, to me to, to bring up, and I think it's a great idea. Um, any of our listeners that are listening, um, you know, you can definitely uh, message message us on Messenger uh, on the Sports Harder Podcast Facebook page, or you can comment on our page about you know what you would like us to talk about. Um, you know, if there's certain topics that you want to hear, or you want us to discuss, um, or even you know some you want us to debate, we'll you know we'll debate about it between me and Chris. Um, you know, we're, we're open ears and we're very, we're very flexible and willing to, uh, accommodate our, our listeners to be able to, um, have your voices heard and be able to discuss, you know, any, any topic that you would want to hear. Um, what do you want to add to that, Chris? Nothing, uh, other than 
appreciate all the listeners. I've loved doing this with you. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, just keep coming back and listening and passing it along to to friends. Get get other people to listen too. Um, and yeah, if you want to hear different topics, if you want to hear us debate something or discuss something different than what we've discussed, then bring it up by all means. We're happy to talk about it. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll, uh, of course, as always, you know, when we get comments on our page, we always uh, give a shout out, you know, we say who it is. Um, and then we uh, spend a little time on the topic or, you know, whatever it may be. So um Def- definitely do that and you you know if you don't uh follow us on the facebook page um you can comment on our instagram page and we'll still talk about it as well um that's uh sports underscore harder underscore podcast um you can tweet at us at sports harder p capital s capital p um you know uh you can uh follow us on any of those things on anchor you know you can leave uh voice messages on anchor which is pretty cool um and we'll play the voice message on the episode uh and uh you know talk about anything or do anything uh i remember we used to do the voice messages before and that was a lot of fun so you can definitely go on the anchor uh app and do that or the web the website um but yeah, uh, that uh, that does it for our episode for today. I always appreciate Chris and being the co-host. I appreciate all our listeners. Like he said, you know, let people know. Spotify, Apple Podcast, um, on the Anchor app, you can listen to it anywhere that podcasts are delivered and put on. It, it will work anywhere. Um, so so definitely. Uh, do that and and uh give it a listen um and until uh next time we will uh catch you guys on another episode either uh next friday or next saturday so until then peace later